Hello everybody and welcome to episode 97 of the Alien vs Predator Galaxy podcast. This is regular host Aaron Percival aka Corporal Hicks and I am once again going to be your only regular voice on the show today. Instead I had to uh, scrape the bottom of the barrel because he is literally the only person I personally know who has also played the game. His status as a human is dubious if you've listened to the Perfect Organism podcast. We're not sure if he's human or synthetic. Uh, you decide. Let us know what you think. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to start it slagging you off. No, that was that was right, right, right on brand. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, Dave Gogol from Xenomorphing, and that is Morphing with an I-N-G, not to be confused with Xenomorphin, I-N-E, our uh, regular co-host. Welcome to the show, Dave. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, worries. But I wasn't kidding. I don't know any other person than you who has played, has got hands on with with the game. No, I don't know anyone else but you either. That's really it. Which is ridiculous because it's been it's been at so many events lately. <laughs> it's like where is everybody? I don't, I don't know. Maybe the people playing it just aren't in any of our circles. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think one or two people in the comments I saw on our threads had played it, but it seems like a very small amount. Which is a shame because when when I when I played it at EGX, it was like it was a pretty solid two hour queue, and everybody who was coming out of it was um, really positive about about the experience. Yeah, it was a pretty steady flow at um at Comic Con too. I don't know. I guess the brand name just isn't as popular as it once was. It's the only thing I can think of. But I don't know. Like everyone who I played with enjoyed it. There was a steady line of people. You got me. Well, if uh, we haven't already said, um, we're going to be talking about the pre-alpha demo of Predator Hunting Grounds, which has been everywhere. It really has. Where they had it, they had it Gamescom. They had yep. it some Japanese Tokyo Games Week. I think it was. It's been in Brazil. It's in France this week. I think it's at the Paris Game Show. EGX not last week, week before, and it was at MCM London Comic Con. I think last weekend. So yeah, it's making the rounds. Yeah, which is a nice surprise. Yeah, yes, very much so. Because I didn't expect it this early to be making. They've been making uh, tours. I guess they really want to get as much feedback as possible. Mm, yeah, and they they, are, they do seem pretty confident with it as well, which they is do. nice. Yeah, they do. And quite rightly, really, because I think I mean the the the, the reveal trailer wasn't massively exciting. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. It was cool, but nothing nothing big. But uh, it was it was you get your hands on it. Yeah, and th- then when all the, um, you know, when the camera footage leaked from, like you were saying, some of the events, seeing it in motion, I got a lot more enthusiastic for it. Actually getting to see the, um, you know, the, the unstaged kind of stuff, you know, the, the, non- the non-publicity put together stuff and actually right. seeing it in motion. I was like, yes, this looks good. Yeah. So you played it at New York Comic Con, yeah? New York Comic Con, yes. I had absolutely no idea they were going to be there. It was the first day Thursday. I was going in just checking everything, and I look up, I see Predator. I go, what in the shit? I'm like, they're here? I had no idea. So I'm talking to one of the guys. Um, you have to download some PlayStation experience to have to sign in, and I expect there to be a big queue. So I sign in, and it was it was still early. It was quarter 11 or 11 o'clock. And there was an 11, yeah, it was, 11, it was like 11.10. There was 11.15 opening, and it was 11.10. So I just checked in and went right online, which is one nice thing about when you go the first day of Comic-Con, because it's not as crazy, because every day after Thursday, there was constant lines. I was, I was able to hop on right away. I had no idea they were even there. Were you there the whole weekend? Yeah, they were there the whole weekend, yeah. It was a little harder to get in for another game afterwards, but at least I got in my, uh, my round. Okay, cool. So before we talk... 
more about your experience on hunting grounds then. About just a bit of background on you in terms of predator gaming. I mean, did you did you come up playing Concrete Jungle, playing the AVPs or anything? Yeah, I played. Um, I didn't play any of the, the computer games, unfortunately. I never had when I was younger the PC to run it, which I know is a crime. I don't know how good they are. <laughs> I played bits and pieces of one of the AVP games for my PC. Just couldn't handle it. I liked the 10 minutes I played, but I played Concrete Jungle. Um, I played The Living Hell out of AVP 2010 on Xbox, PlayStation. That's one of my favorite ones, even though the little mix for certain things. I absolutely love that game. I've played the Predator PSP game. Anything gaming, I put my claws on it. Okay, good. So you, you went into this having a pretty good background, a pretty good experience with other, you know, how the Predator handles in other games then? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, cool. Favorite one of the other ones in terms of Predator? Which one? I mean, probably Concrete Jungle. Okay, okay. Probably. I was a little excited. I thought it was Predator was fun to use in AVP 2010. Yeah, the graphics animation were good with it, but I was just a little underwhelmed with the missions. But just overall, because it was just a game focused on him at the Concrete Jungle, just a little, little more structured with using him. Okay, so now we know. Now we know how you feel going into this game then. <laughs> So, did you go in? Did you go into it knowing a lot? Had you just seen the trailers, or had you read any of the, um, you know, some of the the in, impressions and hands on from the other events, or was this just a blind sort of experience? I had I watched the launch video. I had seen a little bit of the footage, but I didn't read uh, any reactions because when I did play it, I wanted to go in without any opinions in my head. I just wanted to go in, so I had no idea what other people. Uh, thought or felt okay well hit me then how how was it what what was that first experience like then it was damn fun i have not a big social gamer i tend to just play my single player games here or there though ironically i did the, the same team also did the friday the 13th game which i actually helped crowdfund way back when they were first launching it and i had a rough idea what it was going to be like because even though it was a little a little rough and grimy around the edges. Friday Thirteenth. It was fun and it captured the feel of being in a Friday Thirteenth movie and the, the settings and the music and um, the little touches. In the short time I got with Predator, it felt the same way. Like, I expected just go in. It would be you know four on one with the Predator hunting you. I didn't expect there to be other missions and goals. Again, keep in mind I haven't played squad based shooter. I can't even remember the last one I played. So this is almost like a new game to me. Mm. So. Um, you know, there were four of us. We had the headset. And I, after a few minutes getting hand the controls, it was just damn fun. You know, once you, you know, you're covering each other, you're worrying about the gorillas. And then, you know, one of us is always taking a look too. you know, maybe the predators here. It was, it was, it was good. It felt like it was almost like a couple games in one. It, it was, it was intense. It was fun. I mean, for pre-alpha, it was way better than I anticipated. I couldn't wait to play it again. So you 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 were playing the fire team, yeah? Yeah, I was a fire team crowd. Yeah, cool. So one of the comments I think that tends to, as people describe like the fire team, is they talk of it as in quotation marks a typical kind of first-person shooter. I would agree with that assessment in terms of how it handled it. Certainly, yes, yes, it, it helped it helped ease me into it. That's for sure. Mm. Do you think it? As you played through the mission, it stood up above typical, in quotation marks again? I think so, because while you're doing the standard go here, rescue this, disable this, hack this, you also had that overlying presence of where the fuck is he? Because you're not just sitting there blindly worrying about the other attackers. You're sitting, There's always, always a couple of us trying to sit there. All right, you see him in the tree? You see him? Mm. You see him? Because kind of looking over the shoulder field made it stand out a bit more. Okay. Yeah, I, I certainly agree there. I think it was a genius. I think it was genius that they had you fighting against AIs in yes. the mission. 
And I think it works on, on, on multiple levels because not only does it sort of emulate the, the narrative and story formula of the original film, you know, they're not there to fight the Predator, they're there to do a mission and then the Predator, you know, crashes the party. So that on a on a thematic and flavorful kind yeah. of angle yeah. works really well. But from what I saw, it <laughs> it was also a really good idea because of how long it takes the predator to get into the action. So <laughs> did you did you stand around and watch anybody sort of play the predator or anything after you were done or Yeah, before um I stood in line and after my first round I was watching them um play as a predator. I didn't get a, a long look, but I it looked like Tons of fun, I know that. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, I didn't, get, I didn't get a chance to play as him. Okay, well, I spent the majority of the Sunday of EGX just in the Predator hunting grounds booth. I say booths, it was a cargo container, which which I thought was cool, actually. <laughs> just watching people play. Well, it's smart. I literally only went there for Predator. I don't blame you. Comic-Con was a bit of a different experience. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've got so much... Well, you do have so much at EGX anyway, but for me, I don't get to get to play a lot of different games. So when I go to one of these things, it, it's either for something Alien or Predator, because I know it's going to get the shit played out of it, or Battlefield, because that's my only main other gaming interest or halo yeah but halo so few and far between these days so when i went down i knew i was going to try and just get in as much as of hunting ground as i could so i introduced myself to uh, the people at the booth the sony reps were, were so fine with me just i literally spent most of the days with them in the booth just watching people play so i saw so many different people play through as as the predator and one of the things that i, I don't know if this is going to be a learning curve thing or if it's just a thing but the predator players generally seem to take forever to navigate their way across the map to the humans i think it might be a learning curve thing to be honest again i don't really know how much of the pre-alpha stuff's changed going forwards so the predator was only actually locked into one spawn point whereas the fire team you got to choose from one of i think it was four different spawn points correct so the predator player could sometimes take ages to get into the game so it gave, I thought it was genius because it gave the the fire team something to do while the predator's navigating his way through the map to you. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, look at that. Mm. And, <laughs> I mean, as well, because it's kind of like isolation in that it's awesome playing against the alien, but sometimes you just need that respite. Correct. In terms of alien isolation, I think there's a lot of saving your blood pressure and your heart rate. So the androids and the humans give you a little bit of a respite. Yeah, nice little gameplay break. Yeah, I think the same could be said of Hunting Grounds as well, because it's thrilling as fuck. When, you know, when the Predator shows up, it makes itself known and plasma bolts are flying. Mm -hmm. It's like it turns into a a different game. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it works on the same level as well um, in terms of distractions from that. So I think the AI stuff was the decision of NPC enemies in it was great although the ai does need a bit of tuning up i think yeah it was a little um i hope too similar to the friday 13th game they have some single player stuff with the ai so it was cool but they only had single player stuff as jason which was fun but it'd be cool too to do have you know single player ai fire squad and and one better just you know get the hang of the controls and play with it and, hmm. and keep things interesting i hope they have some of that in there it may be store you know movie based missions yeah, that'd be really interesting because I think one of the um, more vocal and frequent complaints is is people that are complaining that it is multiplayer only, and I, I kind of understand that. I do because yeah. you know single single player is fun. It is, 
And, it is. and multiplayer is fun, but you, you know when a game's missing one of those components, mm-hmm. it does feel a little... Um, I don't want to say incomplete because I feel like that would be a little unfair, but you know when you're just so used to having both of them there that when one of them's missing, it's, it feels weird. Yeah, like having the options because the, the Friday 13 started as multiplayer only and there was such a demand for single player that they added that as part of the Kickstarter campaign and then they raised even more money because people want the ability to... Because online is fun, but, you know, some people get too good or some people don't have the time to be competitive enough. They just want to have fun, you know, versus the box. And hopefully there's they incorporate that in there. Yeah, definitely some sort of single player component would be amazing. Um, definitely. Yes, no, I, I agree. It doesn't have to be a full flesh story. It could be just little scenarios from each of the each of the movies or even with the, the from the game. And of course, I'm sure they'll throw the different predator skins in there from um, the movies, and hopefully, also the comics would be nice too. Yeah, I, re- I really hope we do get a variety of of skinning in this. Uh, but th- that's all stuff for later down the line, isn't it? We don't know yeah. what <laughs> we don't know what any of the uh, progression system is going to be like at the minute. Yeah, exactly. The demo didn't showcase it. I mean, I know some some other games do leave the progression system intact, but this one, the this pre-alpha certainly didn't. So I feel like this, the demo that we played was more a chance to sort of feel how the game plays on a base level rather than any of the, um, yeah, you know, the, a good, hmm. good way to get the hang of it. So how, how much did the predator make itself known in your playthrough? Did you really get to, to fight against him? I didn't get a chance to, one of my teammates saw him and was able to warn him. It was cool because you saw the, the green blood there. And then towards the end, he was there firing us as we were trying to escape. It didn't have a huge impact, unfortunately, but just enough. Just enough. Okay. So did you feel, you know, did, did it feel predator from what this guy got stuck into? Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely, once you saw the, like I said, the, the plasma cannons and the lasers, it just all of a sudden went from, oh, we're doing a mission to, holy shit, you know, everyone. <laughs> Trying to get each other's backs and look around and where the hell is he? And I thought it was cool too. Is one of the um, gameplay components is if you spot him, I think what was it? The, I think it was the up arrow. Then you could your whole team could see where he is. I thought that was a cool little a cool little gameplay component. What were you playing as? Do you remember what class you were? I think I was just a standard. I think I just did your basic your basic gunner okay. soldier. I I missed that then in that case. I, I'm not sure on this one, but I was told that like one of the classes in particular was capable of tracking sort of spotting the predator for everybody so i didn't know if that was like a class specific thing but i don't know i don't i don't know the the the... yeah yeah but that was um and of course i was very happy as i grabbed one of my favorite video game weapons the shotgun of course i had to say the alien line that was a (laughs) (laughs) no-brainer so you were playing the close quarters guy then if you had the shotgun uh well i grabbed the shotgun later i didn't start Uh, with it from um a weapons crate uh right right fair enough yeah, because the, the the crates are dotted around as well that you can pick up from. Yes, yes, yes. Did you get um shot down at all, or? <laughs> well, I I played three games in total. I played two as the okay. fire team, one as the mm-hmm. predator. <laughs> in my first game, I think I lasted. I was the first to die. Oh, <laughs> I I am a PC gamer these days. Oh, that's right. I would, back yeah. back in the day, I, I used to be quite comfortable on on a controller, more so an Xbox controller, because I've never really been a PS boy. Mm-hmm. So when I actually got it, it, it felt a little. I had to sort of settle into it. Yeah, it makes sense. I've got up there, you know. I was trying to make sure I stuck with the rest of my fire team, taking out some of the, um, you know, the the stargazer mercenaries coming in, whatever. And then next thing I noticed, most of my team's fucked off. 
because <laughs> we weren't really communicating, which is another big thing, I think, in this game. So by the time I realised they'd fucked off, I turned around to try and catch up with them. I hear the um, the Predator's cloaking sound. <laughs> Shit. Turned around trying to find him. He decloaked. I opened fire. Didn't realise I got my weapon stuck on single shot. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, yeah, my uh, spine was ripped out. Mm. So I didn't make it very far in that. Fatality. Did you see any of the um, the sort of animation kill? No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see any of that. Oh, I think they're pretty cool. I mean, it's not quite as graphic or multiple as the trophy kills in AVP 2010, but I'm sure there's still time right. for more of them in this. But it, it was it was a nice, yeah. cool little thing. Again, because I was watching everybody play at certain times, I could I could see the difference in how it was presented. So when the predator doesn't kill you straight away, it downs you, and then you can either be rezzed by your mates or the predator can come and finish you off. I didn't notice <laughs> if there was any bleed out, I must be honest. So I'm not sure if you spend the rest of the game just in a down state if your mates are being bellends and run off. I think so, because during my playthrough when I was still getting the hang of playing a squad-based shooter, I went wandered off a little too by my own and I got gunned down and I was, geez, I must have been inches from death and then I got uh, I got resurrected and I was like, phew! Okay. I was pretty sure it would have been Dunzo. It makes sense if there was a, a, a bleed out mechanic to it. I mean, it's not just going to leave you lying yeah. around, you'd think. Yeah. But you know, absolutely. When the predator comes down to you, he can press his, I think it was square, and claim a trophy. Now, on the predator screen, it's a, bl- a quick sort of stab, stab, grab, fuck off, and he's now got a nice <laughs> red glistening skull on his belt, which was something I loved, by the way. I thought that was a nice little That's touch. Really cool. But when. It's you that's um, having your innards removed. You get a cool little <laughs> cutscene kind of thing of, of you backing away and the predators just menacingly walking towards you and stabby stab stabs grabs your, th- your skull out. And uh, it was kind of reminiscent of the... Do you remember the in Concrete Jungle where you'd grab somebody, you'd take him to a certain point on a map to skin him and it uh, it cut to a cutscene of you doing all your business and then hanging him up and then the body yes, was... Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it was like that, basically. Oh, okay, okay. Different presentation depending on who you're playing as, because obviously if you're playing as the Predator, it's going to be a bit of a bummer if you're then vulnerable while he's doing all his business, getting everything out and sort of stop the game. So I think that worked really well. I do hope there's a variety in terms of those kind of cutscenes. I think that would be great, but I do love that me- mechanic. Speaking of, uh, not to, I don't keep bringing it up, but uh, in the Friday 13th game, they did a very good job of having a multitude of kills. I mean, everything from anything you've seen in any of the movies, they had it. If they take the same mindset with Predator, which I'm assuming they will, because now it's not a crowdfunded you know, uh, project. Sony has them. Mm-hmm. They could be, they could put in even more. I mean, they had environmental kills, you know, movie-specific kills, costume-specific kills. If they keep that in mind, I think we'll be in good shape. They really, you could tell they loved the movies and they had everything down from the environments, to the if they could carry that over to this i think we'll be in good shape and now they should hopefully have a bigger you know a bigger backing behind it without worrying for being cut off by licensing rights and just mm-hmm. whole nonsense behind the scenes which with the friday 13 license which you don't have to worry about with predator yeah. so um yeah i think they're in good hands it should be a much more i think confident production because you know the, yeah. the, the funding is there they have sega behind them as the uh, not sega sony right. there is the publisher yeah, i know what you mean you know, it's, it's perfectly valid to bring up Friday the 13th because it's the same type of game. 
you know, it's yeah. I don't want to say same kind of situation, but you know, it's it's an established property, both of which you know the company seems to be you know very passionate about. So I think the analogs yeah. are, are very appropriate and stuff that they've done in that. You would you would think they'd learned from their previous experience on on Friday the Thirteenth. So I think it's all very relevant. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. It sounds like you've played a fair bit of it because when we did our sort of initial reactions episode and neither Ridgetop or I had had played Friday the 13th. This is how big of a Friday the 13th fan I am. When they announced it, this is the first, I think this was the first Friday the 13th game since I was Nintendo. I read about it and they were, there's a Kickstarter campaign and I'm like, I need a piece of this. This sounds, I'm like, I don't play multiplayer games. I want to do this shit. So I put down um, a decent amount that guaranteed me uh, a copy and I was following it from day one. I had it day one on playstation uh for it's it's tons of fun it's flawed it's flawed but it's it's fun like when you're the the counselors you know you have to you know figure out the best way to not only stay alive but there's different missions you know steal this you know get the car running and there's specific kills for each situation it's it's very well done well that's exactly kind of sort of attention to detail and yeah to the series that you kind of want you hope they bring to this as well yeah if they do the atmosphere will be spot on well, speaking of like sort of things that sort of show that love, um, one of the things I really liked was, did you see the machete as the fire team? No. Okay, so no, I don't think I did. You know, it's it's standard Tavia melee weapon, is is um, you know, in your first person shooters. But yeah, it was like a nice long machete that I'm I'm not sure if it was like Dutch's or if it was like Billy's, but it was very obviously um, you know one of those two and that was just a nice little thing where i was like huh, that's cool that's a nice little that's a nice little nod <laughs> did anybody on your team manage to do the uh, mud camouflage trick no ah see i didn't get yeah. to see it either i mean that is to me one of the most interesting sounding sort of mechanics in this is is you can you can find some mud or whatever and, and do yourself up like dutch and it um it reduces the effectiveness <laughs> of the Predator's infrared, which I think is awesome. And then it eventually sort of That's like really falls cool. off the more you move <laughs> and the more you shoot and stuff like that. <laughs> nobody nobody used it. I got to see the prompt. That was about it. One game, I noticed somebody looking at the floor, waiting for extraction, waiting for that helicopter to show up. And it came up, press square to equip mud camouflage or something like that. That's awesome. I was like, go on, do it, do it, do it. And he didn't. I was like, ah. No. That's cool. I think that'd be interesting. So did you, did you, did you manage to kill, or or your team managed to kill the Predator, or or was it a a clean cut kind of escape on the helicopter? Yeah, it was a clean cut. We took care of the mission, got off the helicopter, and bounced. (laughs) I think we wounded him. Wasn't me. I was still. I took care of the the gorillas, but um, like one or two of the guys wounded him. We we stuck together and we got the fuck out of Dodge. It was a pretty clean for a sport people have never met each other and never played a game before. <laughs> I think that's the kind of variety you're going to see in it because yeah. you know it's going to be so player dependent as well. But it also yeah. means you're not you're not bored while he's doing whatever, yeah. and you yeah, are still true. you are still capable of finishing the mission and, and earning your um, yep. your XP for mm-hmm. your progression and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But it was it was cool because I was still. I hadn't. I know I'm so used to. You know the arrow would come up. I'm like, oh yeah, I've got to that part of the mission. I'm still, you know, I'm still gonna hang it. And then like we were in four of us, then we ended up pairing off, and we were alternating getting getting each other's back. It was fun. I was like, I see why people get addicted to this stuff now. I'm like this is great. <laughs> uh, I know why people like multiplayer games now. Yeah, I'm like, oh, all right, now I get it. 
might break out of my solo player shell for this one. Oh, you're gonna have to. How else are we gonna tie mm-hmm. team up and? Uh... Oh yeah, we will. Uh, we'll do an international link up and uh, <laughs> pick some. <up. laughs> well, about now is probably when I'm gonna be playing. So all right, I'll have to be on my my, my days off. <laughs> that time difference is mm. too much. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, killer. Were you East Coast? Was it? Yeah, East yeah, Coast. Yeah. So we're four hours apart. Yeah, awkward timing. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So I think one of the interesting mechanics as well is that I say interesting. I, I think it's I think it's fair in terms of for player enjoyment, but it also adds again that sort of tactical feeling to the fire team and a bit of tension in terms of whether or not you do it. But you can revive your dead teammates with the um, reinforcement points. I think they called it. Did did you guys get to use that at all, or was it literally everybody made it out alive, all four of you, no death? Yeah, all four made it out. There was me and someone else were on the brink, and then I got resurrected, and then I returned the favor and I brought someone else back. But other than that, we that was it. We all made it out pretty clean. So yours was rather uneventful, really. Then I mean, yeah, there was a few, um, other than a couple predator engagements. All the other battles were with the uh, the AI. Well, if everybody had, well, not everybody, if some of you had died, you can, somebody can go to like a radio beacon or something and call in reinforcements, which resurrects you, respawns you. That's pretty cool. So it's not, it's not a sitting, you know, once you're dead, you are dead for the rest of the game and you're just watching other people play. And I really appreciate that. But, you know, it's that also, it's also that consideration of making a run for it. Are you going to be at risk of your predator? Do you waste it just getting one guy? You know, that that kind of thing. I mean, the, the, the pre-alpha was locked to just, you only got one chance, one reinforcement. I don't know if there's going to be a higher count in the final game or not. But even then, you know, just making that decision as to whether or not to try and resumes, that's another just nice little consideration. Yeah, nice little game yeah. But the Predator, that's I think that's where this game is I think gonna be most interesting for people. Because yes, we all love shooting things and we all love shooting the Predator, but let's be honest, it's more interesting to play as the good as is um, Oh yeah. Him. Absolutely. I only I only got to play him once. Well how did how did he control? Was it easy, smooth? It's really interesting because the mechanic that they use for his movement, which they've called Predcore. Okay. It's really interesting because you are so there's like you are you are running around all the branches and it automatically does stuff for you. So it doesn't sort of I don't know break the flow of things. So mm-hmm. you can keep running and if there's you come into the end of your branch and there's a tree over there, it'll make the leap for you and put you on it. So you are fast and you know you can always be on the move and not feel vulnerable with it because I I really like in AVP 2010 I really like the focus mechanic. Mm-hmm. I always felt that was rather fluid, but you know, again, you do have to kind of stop and consider and then make the leap. So right. in this, you don't necessarily have to, but that's, that was kind of a double-edged thing because sometimes I felt a little on rails, whereas I didn't really have a choice as to where I was moving. You know, sometimes I wanted to stop and consider where I was going to leap, but I just kept going. I don't know whether that was a learning curve thing for me as okay. the predator needing to, you know, sort of recognize when I need to stop and it not automatically throw me across onto the next tree or down a level or whatever. Because as much as I love like doing events like these, it is only a brief 
a brief window to get hands-on with it and do stuff. So you're kind of trying to make the most of it. You know, you've only got 20 minutes. You want to get in as much as you can. So you might not Mm -hmm. be as experimentative or as, you know, taking it as steady as you would when you've got the game in front of you and you can play it for the next three or four hours kind of thing. So I'm kind of a bit middling on that at the minute because I don't know how much of that was my fault and I don't know how much of that was perhaps the game's just being a little too on rails for that movement, if you you get what I mean. Yeah, I gotta get it dropped. Did it? Um, did you get a chance to uh, take down any puny humans? Yes, yes, I did. I got. I reduced the fire team to one. Oh, nice. And then they they um, called in reinforcements, and I didn't actually see many people doing that while I was stood watching. You know, that first game when I died, they didn't res us back in. I just cracked on doing whatever they were doing. I think we actually lost that game. The Predator didn't win many games while I was watching. Really? Yeah. Uh, but apparently you know earlier in the weekend i was asking the sony reps about it you know one day they had pretty much all the it was just being the predator winning one day they had a nice mixture Uh, the sunday i was there it was mostly it was mostly the fire teams so yeah they they were evil and weren't resin i wonder if people get used to controls because when i you know just like again just like you said within predator would be the predator for the 13th would be jason the first time with jason i'm like this is gonna be awesome i'm gonna kill everybody and then like oh i didn't i didn't kill anybody (laughs) It's getting used to the controls, and you know they, it's good because they make it where you feel like you should. You have the, all the power and the tools, but you still have to utilize skill, which is good. Mm. My guess is that's probably what happens. Yeah, but you got three of them. That's pretty mm. good. How was the targeting? Was it? Did it feel natural? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there was. You know, I I ended up, and I think a lot of people did, preferring to use the wrist blades actually. Then jumping down, getting in there, and swinging through. You know, it's like four or five hits, and you down them. And then if you were quick enough, you could do your square, get your trophy, and run. I do think it's going to be interesting because the plasma caster seems to be one that you'll will need to have some sort of skill with. You know, unlike a lot of the other predator games, it didn't seem to just auto lock on. So, right. I mean, in infrared mode, it seemed to steady a, a little bit more. There might have been some um, level of aim assist on it. I'm not sure. Um, there tends to be levels of aim assist on console shooters anyway yeah true so it was interesting you know that it didn't auto aim but the splash damage didn't seem huge either so you know even if you know being shit with it won't just sort of help you you know area of effect get damage and get down and get it it seemed to be those specific hits where you actually you know it was a good a good shot that seemed to make the most difference which i do think is good because you then aren't spamming the plasma caster yes so there is a level of skill involved, or so it seems to be, and I hope that Good. that kind of balance is maintained on all the other stuff they bring. But it was super, it was super satisfying getting in there with the the blades and everything. Oh man, nice! And even more interesting is this is one of the I think two games. I think this will be the second one where you could actually use the self destruct as the predator. Oh shit! I think the only other game that I can think of. What's the other one? Primal Hunt. I think is the only other one. I think I played that. It was the expansion for AVP2. Oh, no, I definitely didn't play that. I think, as far as I'm aware, as far as I can remember, that's the only other game that let you do it. And the Sunday I was there, I was the only person that got off that self-destruct. I lost as the Predator. (laughs) And I was so glad I got it off as well, because so many people nearly did, uh, but then got finished before, before they could do it. So, as the Predator, you are given, I guess, two chances Mm-hmm. So if you get nailed that much when you're in there and getting, you know, slicing up and dicing or jumping through the uh, the trees or whatever, if you get nailed that much, you enter this second chance mode. They call it second wind, where you can leg it and then try and heal up. 
or you can then activate your self-destruct in the middle of it all. But if you choose to leg it and heal up and then get back in, the next time that you are absolutely nailed, you have a certain time period where you can turn on your self-destruct. But if they're capable of killing you before, you know, the the circle goes round while you're holding in your, your square button, it takes you out and you can't do it. It was super satisfying. That's really awesome. Mm. I had no idea you could even um that was part of the uh part of the gameplay. It was it was it was so <laughs> good. And it was funny as well because when when I was playing when I was playing the Predator, one of the guys I was actually playing against was one of the rep. So mm-hmm. he was my first kill, actually. I went and nailed him. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. He seemed to have a bit of a thing against me after that point. <laughs> and he was literally like two, three seconds too late getting me before I turned on the self-destruct. And <laughs> I took out three of the fire team. The other guy was in a sniper nest somewhere just wondering what was happening. That was super satisfying. So fun. Really enjoyed that's, that. That's really cool. This whole conversation makes me want to rewatch all the Predator movies, by the way. <laughs> um. Shouldn't you just automatically feel like that anyway? Yes, that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, going back to the movement thing, sorry. Even though I was a little unsure of how much of that was me being shit and how much of that was the game, I tell you what was brilliant was just seeing it moving. The animation was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. The fluidity in which, you know, he was swinging around bulky tree mm-hmm. trunks and his dreadlocks sort of flowing as he leapt through the airs or moved from branch to branch it looked gorgeous this predator just moved yeah. so nice yeah. i think i think that's the best it's looked in terms of in terms of yeah. that kind of thing and it was a terrifying gameplay moment when you're sitting there minding your own business and then you just see this fucking thing uncloak right in front of you mm. like, okay mm. or fuck it just it gives you that that fear of dread you should have when you know facing the, a predator it's you know it's not just some digital nonsense when it's uncloaked you're like all right it's on and you just get into scramble mode and figure out what to do it's it's very well done and and, and as the fire team as well you know when you catch that glimpse of either the shimmer mm-hmm. in the branches oh, that. leaping across yeah that, uh-huh. that was brilliant as well as as, as a you know, as sort of visual treat, but also as a, as a player, you know, because again, depending on the predator player, but you know, when he makes himself known, there's an impact on a gameplay sense and on a sort of like, holy shit, the predator's there kind of sense in terms of like when, mm-hmm. when Stompy showed up in, in isolation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's different, different levels because isolation was, you know, fucking terrifying. Whereas this one, I think is a bit more thrilling. Yes, yeah, it's more of a adrenaline thing than a wear a diaper type thing. Although, you know, I will always I will say isolation give me adrenaline rushes, but different scales of uh, Yeah, different types. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, that that looked great as well. This game does look gorgeous in terms of the predator stuff. It really does. Yeah. Pre-alpha, Jesus. <laughs> and again, it looks so much the footage looks so much better in person in movement than it did on the much. bloody revealed yeah. gameplay trailer. I agree. The gameplay looked leagues better than the trailer. Leagues better. And everything that was uh, shown to us, I agree completely. What do you think about the um, the default skin for the Predator? The, what seems to be like, you know, hunting ground standard Predator appearance? It looked cool. I mean, I didn't get as good a glimpse of it as I wanted to, but I didn't have any complaints. I thought it looked, you know, it, it felt Predator in the in the design, armor, the movement, the mask. It was pretty dope. 
I know I keep mentioning it for anybody who's, you know, sort of interacting with me about hunting ground stuff, but I love how it feels so reminiscent of Ahab to me. Yeah, yeah. There's something about the mask that that looks like it. I don't know whether it's the angles of, of the mask or whatever, it. but I love that. I just, I love that association. I think it yeah. looks fantastic. Although, as, as we keep saying, I'm eager to see what the other things are for it, but I'm quite happy. <laughs> I'm quite happy with their uh, default, in quotation marks, design for it. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, um, it was pretty, pretty cool looking. Predator display at Comic Con was pretty cool. They had a whole, they had a whole section with like a jungle atmosphere and all the predator lettering. But the booth had a pretty cool atmosphere. Yes, yeah, the the pictures looked fantastic. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was nice. And the cosplay as well. I, I love that kind of yeah, thing. At yeah. This <laughs> yeah. So there was, there was some good predator cosplay at Comic Con. AVP UK group was a Eurogamer as well, but I didn't get to see any of them. I don't know whether it was because I was locked in that crate for you know, four or five hours. Yeah, right. But they, I'd seen pictures of them knocking around earlier. It didn't look quite as impressive in terms of the the booth as, as New York did and yeah. uh, Gamescon did, you know, with all the, the, the jungle and stuff. But it, it was still cool. Presentation, it does make a huge difference. Yes, it does. Especially in terms of attracting attention to the booths as well, which is cool. Yeah, the booth did pretty well. Cause, you know, it's, you know, it's, everything is, you know, Marvel, there was the Avengers demo there and... Capcom, but it started a little slow. But once I guess the word got around the prayer booth, it, it, it was humming. They went from um, so they stopped taking reservations after the first day. People were just standing online, which was which wasn't bad. But you know, it was it was pretty steady, pretty steady crowd. Yeah, good, 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 good. And you got a free T-shirt, you bastard. I did. That's right. My team won. I got a free T-shirt, and Aaron hates me for it. I do. <laughs> I do so much. They didn't give any T-shirts out for us. Which was a shame because I've I have a huge thing about getting T shirts at these events. Especially if it's for one of my favorite um franchises. I'm like, I need yes, the T shirt. Definitely exactly. <laughs> definitely. Anything anything else, fine. But when we went into the booth, like, all right, the winning team gets a free T shirt, I'm like, I need this T shirt. <laughs> I need this. I know Aaron will hate me if I win this. I need this. <laughs> At the risk of bringing isolation up too many times, when they wish... You can never bring isolation up too many times. Well, in a Predator podcast, maybe. Oh, yeah, good point. All right, fair enough. Um, when they were showing off uh, isolation at EGX over here as well, one of the events, I can't remember which one because a lot of them just sort of blurred together in my memory. It was whichever one they were doing the survivor mode at and basically they had like a scoreboard of how quickly you got through the, the mission. And if mm-hmm. you got on the scoreboard by beating one of the previous scores, then you got free shirt. And I went, <laughs> I went through it like, three or four times to beat you know to try and beat the scores and then i finally got on the scoreboard and got my uh got my free shirt oh that's cool Woo! i still yeah, i still cool. have that i think that might have been the robot one which is actually one of my favorite um alien shirts but yeah no no, no hunting ground my shirt. favorite alien shirt is this was that this is my first comic-con this was when i think i remember the year the alien and Quadrilogy, quadrilogy, or special, like when they re-released it with the cool special edition thing mm-hmm. with the alien and the, the facehugger. This is when Comic-Con was small. Me and a couple of friends, we went to um, a Knicks open practice at the Garden. And my buddy's like, you want to go to Comic-Con? I'm like, all right, dude, whatever. So we walk, we, we buy some Sunday passes off some, uh, I guess you could say a scalper. So we just <laughs> walked right in. And we're walking around, and Fox had their booth, and they had the special edition thing, which, of course, I had a pre-order immediately. Of course. And they had it where you sit in, um, like, a cryo chamber. Yeah. You watch a little video, and then you got 
a free T-shirt, and it's like it says "Want a hug" on it. And then when you open the bottom, it has a safe hugger. I still got that shirt. Yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw pictures of that one. I have some pictures of the cryotube stuff somewhere as well. <laughs> that looked awesome. That was really good. Although I think it'd be hard to beat the big egg for isolation that you could sit inside in, in one yeah. of the Comic Cons. Yeah. Or the power loader statue that you could get inside for Colonial Marines. Yeah. Those were cool ones. Yeah, I think those were only in um, San Diego or somewhere. Of course, they didn't bring that to New York that year. But anyway, Predator Hunting Grounds. Yeah. So. I'm excited. That experience, did that did that do its job? Are you are you ready to pre-order Hunting Grounds when it goes up? Yeah, yeah, I'll pre-order it. I'll play multiplayer. I'm ready. I, I'm the same. I, I was a little dubious when it was announced and, and some of that early, I early footage. I was too. Like most some people, I rolled my eyes at multiplayer, but um, this got me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm ready to go. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still hoping for a big, massive open world, open galaxy Predator game at some point. You know, like Concrete Jungle was kind of supposed to be a bit more open, open world, a bit more GTA-ish before it was scaled back. I'm still hoping for something like that. But having actually gotten to play Hunting Grounds, I'm very happy that we've got this coming up. And I'm really, really looking forward to learning more about it and uh, getting my hands on it. Yeah, I am. I am too. I said I don't do multiplayer, but this one, I'll be taking some time out to perfect my skills. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I, I feel like there is going to be a learning curve involved in this, uh, particularly from the predator side. But I think it's yeah, it's, no, yeah, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I think so too. Anything else? Or do you think we're good? That's it. I think we're good. I think we covered everything. Okay, bro. If there is any of you that I've missed out there who could have come on this podcast and given me more choice <laughs> than Dave. Do let us know about your own impressions as well. Very eager to hear about other people's hands-on. Aaron had to, Aaron had to slum it up today. My apologies. Uh, I think you've done fine. <laughs> yeah, I did all right. No, it's been fun having you back on, mate. I do appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Thanks again for having me, Aaron, who uh, or probably no one would guess. But he gave <laughs> me my, he broke my podcasting cherry many, many years ago. Can't believe it's how many years of death already. It but, uh, God, it would have been, yeah. Defiance, wasn't yeah. it? Life and death. In the middle of life and death, yeah. No, that was Fire and Stone, dude. Didn't we talk no, about Fire and Stone? No, it was Fire and Stone. It was Life and Death. Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm sure. Was it Life and I Death? I think it was Defiance and Life and Death we were talking about. No, I'd have to look back. It was early. Back back when you weren't Xenomorphing, was... you were part of Hulking Reviewer. Yeah, this was, yeah, this was a long time. I guess it was before I started my own, got my own voice, much to the chagrin of everybody. My big <laughs> mouth now is my own. <laughs> Aren't you even on the back of one of the, um, on you on the back of Defiance? You know, the, the, yeah, the Defiance, uh, volume two, the back of the trade paperback, they have one of my one of my quotes. <laughs> Something about throwing face huggers, isn't it? Of course. Yes. Of course. <laughs> my signature. <laughs> well, uh, where, where can folk find you online? Xenomorphing.com for the blog. You can find me on Facebook and you can find me on Twitter as well at Xenomorphing426. So feel free to give me a like. And at, there is, for better or for worse, there is nobody like me in the alien fandom. I will guarantee you. <laughs> A good time. As my friends like to say, I'm the craft brewery of Alien Phantom, so come on in, have a sip. <laughs> if you're listening to this without knowing much about who, who we are as well, you can find our hub of activity on avpgalaxy.net. Um, there's old school message boards. You can come register an account. Live like it's the late 90s and the 2000s. <laughs> Which is the Every day. is the best way of doing it, in in my opinion. Yep, absolutely. But if you if you're more modern, in quotation marks, we do also have a Facebook group, 
Uh, we have a Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram, YouTube. All of those are accessible under either AVP Galaxy or Alien versus versus as in vs dot predator galaxy i'm personally followable on twitter at underscore corporal hicks and that's all avp stuff star trek stargate general nerdiness bollocks if you are so inclined as to uh know me on on a little bit more of a personal level you're definitely a big stargate fan i, I love stargate you know what as of as of recording it's the 25th anniversary of the original film today ah, i'm do for rewatching that as well. I love that movie. Yeah, me too. Me too. My own written impression of the EGX demo should be up on the website already. Uh, Dave's is also on his um, on his website as well, so you can go and check that out. Yes, sir. And yeah, I think that's everything then. So this has been Corporal Hicks. And this is uh, David Gogol from Xenomorphing. Get into the chopper. <laughs> <laughs>